Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast on an extremely exciting week. I'm sitting here and it is it is draft day. Raw and SmackDown are going to be split in draft format like a real sport. And it's going to be super fun. A few things I want to get out of the way is uh, remember to rate this podcast five stars. R- leave an awesome review. Uh, if you leave your thoughts on wrestling, we will read them here on the podcast. Uh, also, check out our bonus episode that came out on Monday. I got to interview uh, WWE superstar or former WWE superstar Damian Sandow. He came to my house with uh, NXT talent uh, Hot Young Briley, and uh, it was really fun. We talked uh, about his departure from WWE. We talked about the origin of Mizdow. Everybody loves Mizdow. You want to hear that, right? And we talked about just wrestling in general. I really marked out really hard at him. Anyway, so today we have a really awesome episode because the draft is today. We're going to do the Comedians of Wrestling Draft Simulator. And I'm not going to do it alone. I have an awesome guest here, uh, Mr. Chad Damiani. Thank you, Dan. I'm very excited. I'm very. This is all the power I wanted when I worked at WCW, but was denied. Yes, Chad. So on the show, I I, I have comedians with awesome writing credits, and uh, you know <laughs> everyone does all kinds of great great things in the entertainment world. And I just go like, ah, I don't care about that. More importantly, you're a wrestling fan. But your job at the time was professional wrestling. Yeah. So from, let's uh, talk about that quick. Like from what, 1996 to 2001. I worked for World Championship Wrestling right up until uh, the day that WWE just evaporated us. I wow! Was, uh, yeah, I was so wait, there. You, were, to the end. you got like the merger, like you got uh, you got like let go oh, during yeah. the merger. I will tell you. Um, by that point, we were all so exhausted, and there've been so many talks about sales. And I mean, you're a fan. You know how bad the show was that last year, uh, WCW. So I didn't go to that Raw. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't go to that Nitro because I was just like, you know what, I need a break. And I was watching at home just to keep up when all the, so I had no idea. Right. I watched this play out. And then if you remember at the end of the episode, they did the thing with Shane. Yeah. Where he came out and goes, no, I own WCW, which yeah. is just so confusing. And, and kind of similar to what's going on now. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I'm such a mark. I was like, oh my God, everything's going to, oh, Shane owns it. Like I, like I just kind of yeah. wanted to believe it. And, uh. Then I got a call 9 a.m. the next morning from the uh, home office in Smyrna, and they were just like, no, yeah, Vince fired everyone on air last night. We didn't need to talk about your uh, severance package. Wait, it was not kayfabe no. firing? No, when he came on the wow. air in that show and said everyone is fired, that was a binding termination of everyone in the company. This is why wrestling's so good. I'm sorry <laughs> at your expense. I'm, I'm loving this. Like, that's incredible. It's crazy. The blending of entertainment and reality of wrestling is always the greatest. Uh, copied on The Bachelorette and all that garbage. Anyway, so what was your what was your position at WCW? I started there um, just basically working on the website. I would write reports, but I also did the hotlines. Uh, do you remember hotlines and stuff like that? Like the $1.99 a minute? Yeah, I never called them, but I remember They were them. huge, multi-million dollar me. business for if, them. If yeah. I ever called anything that cost money or oh my bought God, could wrestling you imagine? merch, she would, like, <laughs> she would hit me. No, she didn't hit uh, me. But. They were making millions of dollars on these things way past sort of their expiration date when other people were using the internet. People right. were still calling. And what happened was when the NWO became so popular – Part of the marketing strategy was to create everything NWO, you know, their own merchandise, but also their own hotline. So they expected Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, 
a Hollywood Hogan to call in once uh, once a week and leave a message. But these guys were like prima donna. They were superstars. Yeah. So they never called. So my job was to listen at midnight. And if those guys failed to call, I would leave a message just so that the company would have a, me- a new message there. Otherwise, someone calling, getting the same message two days in a row could demand their money back. So I had to leave these 10-minute messages about wrestling gossip, et cetera, and things like that. But weren't people disappointed to hear you I can't and not- even imagine the grave disappointment. Wow. You think you're going to listen to Scott Hall and you hear Chad the Deli Boy Damiani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what I would do is I lived in New York. I had no knowledge of anything. So me and my actually the guy I write with right now out here in L.A., we would do these fake broadcasts where I would interview fake stars like we would make fun of uh, characters like we had a character called Unfit Finley who would right. just get out of breath during his promos. Right, 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 right. So we would do these things. And what happened was down in the office, someone had to listen to my message to make sure I left it. And people in the office thought it was funny that I was making fun of the broadcast. And I didn't know this because I was just living in New York. I was a, a theater intern. Like 30 people from the office would gather in the morning, drink their coffee, and listen to these 10-minute broadcasts that I was really? doing. Down in Atlanta? Down in, uh, well, at this point, they're in Smyrna. Yeah, oh, right, they'd right. They'd already moved from CNN. So, yeah, I was kind of like a mini celebrity. Unbeknownst to me, I was just doing my own thing. And uh, I'll give you the short part of the story. Basically, they asked me to go to an event in Boston that was going to be the first paper listen. That's how long ago this was. Yeah. Paper listen. And um, Gene Okerlund got food poisoning. Yeah. And I was there, and it was a bare-bones crew because there was no TV. So I was the only person with anything close to announcing experience. So they threw me out to announce this event. And I didn't know what I was doing, so I just started doing what I did on the hotline, which was make fun of everything. I was just busting everyone's balls. On the air? On the air, because I was like, well, fuck, Like, what did it matter? Like, I I don't know what I'm doing. I had no uh, experience in broadcasting. Yeah. But Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were listening in the back. Wow. And they heard it, and they thought it was really funny. So they got on with me. They put on headsets. And so Mark Madden, myself, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, spent the whole night just making fun of everything. And uh, it was amazing. It was like the best night. At the Boston Garden, it was sold out. Yeah. I was ringside. Um, I went to Did you peak that night? Uh, to be honest with you, I never <laughs> had the balls again. I never had the balls to do it quite to that degree no, no, again. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but they the uh, wrestling yeah. high is the greatest high. Oh well, I got to tell you, I got to walk the aisle at Boston Garden, sold out, just to get to the announce booth. Yeah, and that feeling was like, oh, I get it. I get why these guys break their bodies, break their marriages. When you feel yeah. that level of energy. Um, but anyway, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went back to Atlanta. They called Eric Bischoff. They were like, this kid's cool. At the time, I was like 25 years old. Yeah. And uh, a couple days later, I was flown to Florida, offered a contract, and I was on the road with these guys for yeah. four years. It's unreal. It was like it was literally like out of a storybook of yeah, a wrestling amazing. fan's life. Yeah. And then Vince McMahon was like, you're fired. fired. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of like bragging rights at this point to be fired. I mean, some great WWE superstars have been fired by Vince. So oh, I, definitely. I, I'm in that. I'm with Stone Cold. Yeah, I'm, of course. I'm in that of course. Yeah, yeah, that's category. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. You in Stone Cold. You're sitting at the BSR down at the uh, Bro- <laughs> Broken Skull Ranch. Mm-hmm. Well, the, yeah, that's amazing. Uh uh, all right. I'm debating. I got to hear one, one. Give me one story from your time at WCW. You're there like during NWO. Oh, yeah. You're I, there like in yeah. the thick of it all. I'm there at the greatest heights and the greatest lows. Yeah. I'm in this five-year period. This is one of my favorite stories. 
one of my jobs as an announcer was yeah. there was a show on DirecTV called Backstage Blast. And I would they'd use me to help train potential color commentators for the real broadcasts. So I got to do broadcasts with the Million Dollar Man, um, Chris Jericho, uh, and also Rick Rude. In fact, I think I'm pretty sure I was the last person to work with Rick Rude before he passed away. Yeah, because in '99. We yeah, we were we were training him to be a color commentator. So I would just play grounded, straight uh, play by play. Yeah, and we went to Minneapolis, which you know, obviously he's a huge star there. Yeah, and we're at the Metrodome, and they build this three-story platform, and our booth is on top of it. We have to actually climb a little ladder to get to the to our announce booth because they wanted to promote this new thing. And it was terrifying up there because there was no rails. It was just us on this three-story thing that was barely fit the camera and the desk. Right. And so, I mean, Rick's one of, for me, one of the best heels ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I he's watch so it. good. I, I, I get, like, chills when I see him, like, rip on the guys and show the ladies. Oh, his, what's it, his, you know, his spiel? Oh, yeah, the the, the hip torque and the oh, sort of yeah, kissing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So Even he, he wanted to be in the ring. heterosexual guy yeah. to get worked up about Rick No, Rude, but he's so good. Yeah, yeah, great oh. body. Uh, Tremendous yeah, Here we physique. go. I, yeah, I'm following this Alexis, podcast. you might want to look that up. Yeah, you, um, no hips. He had sort of like a snake-like body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I take it. You take it for yourself. Oh, yeah, for myself. <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? I want a Roman Reigns No, Rams, man. No, come on. Um, so he did not want to be a color commentator. He was just trying to make money. So he was pretty bored. He'd be pretty negative through the broadcast in a really funny Rick Rude way. Yeah. And uh, so we were doing this broadcast, and about halfway through – he just goes into business for himself. So this is being broadcast out to everyone um, watching DirecTV. Going into business for yourself, the greatest wrestling term of all time. <laughs> I'm shocked we haven't used it. Oh, in life, too, it's a great thing, like, to go into business yeah, for yourself. Yeah, you're going into business for yourself. But in it's wrestling, like, it's a terrible thing. I try to use that term to describe, like, improv comedians who oh, start, yeah. like, stealing the oh, show. Oh, my God. We've all seen and that no guy. no one knows what I'm talking about. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, he went into business for himself. Well, I, you <laughs> know, being a fan of this podcast and listening, um, I use so much Carney. Yeah. I, it's still just burned into me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My writing partner, who Carney, has no, no knowledge of wrestling, uses it because I've used it so much. That's how we communicate when we write. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, he gets bored, and he's just, and it's a terrible match going on. Yeah. If I remember... It was Van Hammer versus someone. It was like the worst match. Yeah, that's all you got to say. And uh, so he goes, hey, do you want me to get this whole crowd to chant my name? So <laughs> I'm like, what? We're like live on the air. And, yeah. he, and he goes, see that woman over there? And he points at a woman, no joke, 500 yards away in the nosebleeds of the Metrodome. It's sold out. This yeah. is a super, you know, we're still pretty hot. All he does, Dan, is he starts staring at her. With that smug Rick Rude look, mm -hmm. he's not doing anything. He's staring at her, and I'm watching. I'm still calling the match, and then uh, suddenly I see the guy next to her, probably her boyfriend or husband. He sees it, and he starts going, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And then everyone around him starts going, "What's going on?" And he's like, "This Rick Rude staring at my girlfriend." Like he hasn't done anything. He hasn't yeah. moved, and so this starts to catch fire yeah. a little bit, right? People are like, "What is he doing? Oh, he's staring yeah. at his girlfriend." And uh, so he waits. It starts to build. It builds to about fifty people, and just when it's about to drop, Rick Rude just pushes his chair back a little bit. That's all he does. Yeah. And it was like someone threw kerosene on that fire. Yeah. Like he just knew the crowd so well. So then it's like a hundred people. And now they're like, what's going on? And Rick Root starts like blowing kisses at her. Yeah. And she's like giggling. She's not doing much for women right now, Alexis. I'll be honest with you. She's not holding her ground. And uh <laughs> and then through this series of small motions, like he would just do just enough to get the crowd. And at first it was like a third of the crowd in the upper seats. And then he like kind of stood up and then the crowd started to build more. And right when it felt like it was about to 
to die, he just took his headset off and threw it down on the table so it made a huge thud. Remember, there's a match yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a match going on right now. Now the entire Metrodome is like, Rick Root sucks. He's got the whole place chanting, he's done nothing. Rick Root sucks. So like a true wrestling fan, I take my moment. I get up, take my headset off, and I walk to the edge of this riser, and I start shushing everyone, like, sit down. Of yeah. course, that only makes things no, a no, million no. times worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling like, fans are That's uh, probably disgusting. my moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh, and they're screaming, and I'm really feeling like I'm on this three-foot riser, just absorbed, surrounded by this energy, and I'm like, this is the greatest moment I'll probably ever have, because I'm an announcer, you know? Yeah. Like, and then they started throwing shit at us. Oh, my God. Now, we're on this riser. There's no rails. I mean, there are wailing flinging things as hard as they can. I got hit in the back with a soft pretzel, but it wasn't really soft. Like, I mean, it hurt so bad, and things are just flying, and all of a sudden, an orange comes, like someone threw it like a fastball. Yeah. It hit this uh, our set so hard, it knocked the sign off the front of the uh, thing. So, like, this, this orange comes, and I'm, like, terrified. I'm almost crying. Yeah. Because I think I'm going to fall off or die. And I look at Rick, because we both have our headsets off, and as calm as day, he goes, who brings an orange to a wrestling match? <laughs> like, like yeah. he could give a shit. He had seen so much N- worse. Nothing affected him. Yeah, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, you've seen it all. So that's a, that's one of my final yeah, that's Yeah, that's, like, that's an amazing moment. Working the crowd is like, just can be insane. Well, and, too, with comedy, I think guys I know who know wrestling, I see them do it, like, in shows. Like, just get the crowd work. You know, yeah. But let the crowd know you see them. Let work them up because it's only going to make everything more heightened. So yeah. it's a good learning experience, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, similarities between uh, professional wrestling and comedy, which is that article that I'm quoted in on Splitsider.com. You could check it out. Oh, uh, I think uh, I saw that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They were asking, they asked me why, like, why do comedians love wrestling so much? And I had so much, and I whittled it down to like five sentences, and then they only <laughs> used like two sentences. Also, but the uh, article by a guy Mark Kramer uh, was really enjoyable. Uh, cool. Well. Well, we got to move on. Okay. We got to get into the WWE, the Comedians of Wrestling WWE Draft Simulator. You, you now, fucked my whole weekend with this. Yeah, I know. I know. I have been working on this. Ty- like I've been like Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind, like just putting up different names. It's been. Well, torture. I've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah, you were connecting. You had an invisible friend, <laughs> uh, Paul Bettany. Uh, yeah. So. All right. So the way we're going to work this is, and I'm glad you're here because you're a guy who under, you've been around wrestling booking. Right. We're not going to do this like a draft where you pick something, I pick something. Both of us have created our uh, our fantasy draft. Like, actually, fantasy is the wrong word. It's like we're booking it. I well, 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 I'll speak for myself. Is that, and I believe we're on the same page here. Is that like I booked it? Where it's like this is how I would book. Raw and SmackDown. If I was in this situation, hundred percent. Yeah, this was my chance. Like, yeah, even like hearing things last night, like Stephanie talking about the cruiserweight division. Yeah. I was like, this is my Raw. I'm booking yeah. my Raw. Yeah. Oh, I should have got a little harder into the cruiserweights. I was thinking about Zach. Say, I don't. I don't know. He's not signed though. But anyway. So okay. So few things that we should talk about. So uh, the rules of the draft were put up. And we followed them, correct? Yes. So where it says that since Raw is the three-hour show and SmackDown's the two-hour show, uh, that for every two picks SmackDown gets, Raw gets a third, gets three picks. Yes. Right. So the way I did it was I picked like every for every time SmackDown got two, then I had Raw get a double pick. 
Right. Did you mark that? I just I went through as how I would just pick. But yeah, that in my head I did it like that. It goes one, 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 uh, it goes raw, smackdown, raw, smackdown, raw, raw, smackdown. Like that's how I did it. But right. I'm actually we don't know how they're gonna actually do it. Yeah. No, okay, but it's but Dan I picked twenty for like, raw. Dan is saying this like he's very organized about it, but he actually just has what looks like a serial killer's hit list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh Alexis the engineer, please. You're, you're giving too much insight here. Yeah, yeah. No, Alexis, I scribbled. check out check out this oh, yeah. professional <laughs> bullet. Oh. Two copies. You brought a copy for me. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, pretend you didn't hear that, all right? We're going to edit that out. You're going to do it, too. Anyway, uh, no, yeah. So, all right. So, the other thing is that six NXT talents are going to be drafted up. The way we did it, I did 20 raw. uh, You did it, uh, Chad, the same way with 20 raw picks and 15 SmackDown picks. Uh, So... Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that all the NXT picks have to be in there, but they might be. Right. That's fine. And uh, cool. So let's just set the stage for this draft a little bit. Do you mind if I go first? Not at all. Now, okay. I'm really curious to see. Uh, I know you might guess you should go first, but uh, I'm just excited to go. And I, I yeah. And I don't, <laughs> want, I don't want what you say to affect mine. And yours, you seem way more organized or you're not going to waver. So uh, I, could, I could scratch off some here. So a few things is that. So. So we know that they announced Stephanie McMahon is the uh, is the COO of Raw and Shane is COO of SmackDown. Right. So they're going to be competing, and then they each had to announce GM. So on SmackDown, Mick Foley was announced as the GM of Raw, and Shane was uh, and uh, Daniel Bryan was announced as the GM of SmackDown. Yeah, now, I was surprised. This, now all the the my regular listeners, all right. My cows. <laughs> Should we call them cows? <laughs> Comedians are wrestling the cows. I'm uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, this is like all other podcasts call their listeners something better than that. We're going to call you cows. So, uh, real demeaning. So, all the cows out there know that I've been saying that I see SmackDown as the way to go is to capitalize on the energy of NXT in SmackDown. That's that's what I think is the, that's the way to go. And bringing Daniel Bryan into it hit hit it home for me where I was like, that's the way to go. Now, if you remember, Daniel Bryan, before he had to uh, uh, retire, he was his plan was to be like the guy of SmackDown. He told Vince, he's like, I want, and they, that's why they at WrestleMania 31, they gave him the IC belt, and he was going to be like defending it exclusively on SmackDown. Like, that's what he wanted. That was his vision. He never really got there. Because then he had to give it up, right? Um, yeah, so that's so that's all, so that's laying the groundwork for how I see how you differentiate. I think these shows need to be very different, and they're already acknowledging Raw as the marquee show. You know, like they're they're not they say that's the flagship. They're literally saying it kayfabe in the ring. Oh, they're using a lot of terms like the underdog. SmackDown's the underdog show, so, and it has Daniel yeah. Bryan. So that's. That's my that's my logic here. Okay, so let's get so the best way to do it is just let's go into my picks one by one, and let's you tell them. me how you feel about them. Okay. So they said another rule is that Raw has the first pick. Okay. Another thing to know is that uh, at the end of Raw, Seth Rollins was the champion, but that on WWE.com they announced that he was not the champion. Right. So, so it was yeah, a very schmozzy finish. If you don't have the network, yeah, they it's like it's a draw, so it's still Dean Ambrose. Yeah, so technically it's still Dean Ambrose. So anyway, I'm also operating operating under that finish. <laughs> Great. Now, by the time you listen to this, you'll you'll know what the results of the draft are, and you'll but and you'll know that they're incorrect because we gave you the two correct ways to draft. So pick number one goes to Raw. I'm saying first pick Seth Rollins. 
Yeah, I'm very simple. Yes. Yeah. To me, you got to put your your weight behind the guy who's like the future of the company. Yeah, he's a, he's the he's like toes the line of he's he's starting to be like a marquee player where he's they need to keep him on Raw. That's the bottom line. Right. And he's also feels like the guy you need to like get behind. You don't want to be choosing Cena in this spot. You want to like get behind a new guy. You know, okay. So then we go to SmackDown, and here's where I get. Here's where I, I immediately kick it off. Number one pick, AJ Styles. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm saying you already right away start that like this is the new era show, the SmackDown show, and we're picking their marquee guy who's like new to WC, new to WWE, and is like, and is not your typical mold, right? But he still has. We've seen him. He has the ability to carry a show, right? I think. Uh, all right. Number two pick goes to Raw, John Cena. Okay, interesting, yeah. Because, you know, you got you to gotta pick John Cena. There's no, <laughs> we don't have to discuss John Cena. All right. My number two pick for SmackDown, and again, I'm coming out hot, is Kevin Owens. Really? Yes. T- number two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying right. I'm saying this is how I fantasy book it. Yeah. SmackDown goes. We're taking the we're taking the cool young talent. Like that's what we're doing. We're not we're not we're we're not interested in the mainstream. We're becoming NXT. This is obviously. Do I think this is gonna happen? No. This was though we we talked multiple times as you assaulted Alexis and I with countless Facebook messages. Yeah. This was our dream yeah. shows. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think we boost Kevin Owens right away. And then now, right away, you already have AJ Styles, Kevin Owens as the two top guys of SmackDown. You know? Right. Draft-wise. What's fun for me now, too, is, there, like, at the beginning, it was like, oh, we have very similar picks. And already now, mine is going to be so much different than yours. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, so what I don't want to do is, and we'll, I'll keep going through these picks, but I see it as, like, Let's just go all in on what this is. Sure. Tell people right away what this show is. This show is about the new, this is the new era show. The, their direct quote from them. Okay, so then pick three and four goes to to, uh, to Raw. Number three, I choose Brock Lesnar. Okay. Because why not? Even though he's a part-timer, like he's Brock Lesnar. Um, fresh off taking juice. Number four pick, you take Charlotte. Uh Cool. That's my thought process being like, right. I'm, I, I made you speechless. No, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> like I said, it's like, but I'm actually do have a similar move to sort of, I feel like if you're going to really treat the women's division like it matters. It's got to be on Raw. It's got, and it's got to, you got to speak to the fans now in this draft. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is that like, I don't think that I also, I'll, you know, spoiler alert, I kept all the women on Raw because I don't understand how you could have. And I kept them all on SmackDown. Yeah, right. But whatever. So we're keeping them all on one show. Yeah. Because the, 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 you see it, there's only like 10 divas. Oh, it would be a, a nightmare. It would be like a round robin of four girls on each brand. Yeah. It would be just, it would be horrible. I don't understand how it would work at all, even with the, the possible drafts. All right, cool. Number three. This is going to rock your mind. Number three for SmackDown, Finn Balor. Oh, wow. Yeah. I say right away, bring up Finn. Tell people he's great. We've already missed the moment to bring him up where I think they would have went nuts. I think now it's a little bit like we know it's going to happen. The excitement there is gone. Make it exciting by just being like, look at the show we're making. It also seems like there's a Bullet Club theme going on in your SmackDown. Possibly. (laughs) Possibly. Then we go go, uh, 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 number five pick 
for Raw is Roman Reigns. Okay. Um. Yeah. Then the number four pick for SmackDown, Randy Orton. Interesting. So just coming back from injury, he was put in that marquee match with Brock. So yeah, yeah the company definitely is behind him. And I put him on SmackDown because you need some. We need some veterans right. on SmackDown. But I think Randy Orton's the perfect one to go there because I think, I think if he's on my SmackDown show, he could really revitalize himself. You imagine Randy Orton versus like a Finn. Yeah, those or, matchups are fresh. Yeah, very fresh. Uh, Kevin, Ke- uh, AJ Styles, Orton, and any if you give Orton the SmackDown belt, which that's another element of this that I, we'll get into in a second, in in a couple of picks, you get into that. People are you, are you doing split ti- Are you doing split titles? Well, I have an idea for that. We'll okay. get to it in a second. So, all right. So then we go to ne- the next, the number six pick for Raw is the New Day. Good. Okay. Okay. So, I did split up the tag division. You did split. Them I up. did split up the tag division because I think there's enough tags, and I think uh, I, my other thing was just like maybe New Day has to do a little bit of double duty. You mean going as tag team champions, they jump back and forth. Yeah, they might They might have to. I, I didn't know. I was a little confused on what to do with the tag teams because it's like we're going to put the full tag division on one show. It doesn't feel like something they would want to do. Yeah. You know, but we'll get into that when we look at yours. My next pick is the club on SmackDown. So Anderson and Gallows. Anderson and Gallows. And according, we should say, according to the draft rules. They're together. Tag teams are, yeah, all tag teams are picked. And New Day was specifically put on there as three people as one pick, which makes them the highest value pick, I think, overall. Yeah, yeah. I think I I could have moved them up a little bit now looking at this a little more. I could have definitely, they could have even been like the number one pick on SmackDown. I think that would have, you know, I could see that. But for my show, Mm -hmm. for my the show I want to (laughs) see, it's not where I went. Uh, Okay, so then we get into, all right, so I'll speed this up. So, So club, then we got two picks on Raw. I say, a reluctant Dean Ambrose pick by Stephanie. Interesting. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I kept the full shield on Raw because of the possibilities of what they I, I don't I don't think it's the time to break them up. Now it depends where oh, okay. Well, I see a hot take on your face. Oh yeah, it's, we're gonna be brawling later. This I is love a, this. Nah, I love it. And we'll get to it and we'll and we'll talk about it. I, I, I you know what? I can't be convinced. So I don't know why we're even gonna be <laughs> discussing this. I'm talking about the show that I wanna see. So then we have Dean Ambrose, and then on Raw, Bray Wyatt. So Bray Wyatt was a, sp- a split for me. I could see him on either of my shows here. It's a tough spot. Bray is in the weirdest spot career-wise yeah. for me right now because I have all the faith in the world that he has all the tools. Yeah. But I am bored with Bray Wyatt right yeah, now. Yeah, I think Bray Wyatt. That's why I kept him on Raw because I was like, just put, like, all right, we'll move a lot of these great guys to SmackDown and then push Bray fast. On Raw. Right. Like, because he's cooked. He's ready for a Raw push. So that's that was my thought process. Plus, um, plus though I we'll see later, but I took the full Wyatt on, on Raw. So it's like you have New Day and Wyatt on Raw and the Shields. You have that possibility of all that stuff. Right. Uh, coming back. Cool. So we go back to SmackDown. Then, I, and this is where we'll get into the discussion. Then I took The Miz on SmackDown. So The Miz has the IC belt. The Miz, I think, is having a second coming where he would thrive on my SmackDown show. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. he's also so different. These guys are going to be way more indie. It's going to be way more of the spotty guys on my SmackDown show with with Daniel Bryan respecting the, that talent 
and what they're capable of. I think the Miz IC belt, I think you make the IC belt the marquee belt on SmackDown. Okay. So do you remember how IC belt used to matter a lot? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, right? I, when I was growing up, yes. too, especially like- The Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. Ultimate War- and even before that, like in more regional territory times, right. the guy who would hold the Intercontinental belt was like, he was the second best guy. Yeah. That was just how it was viewed. Right. So I'm saying for now, let's not dilute the belts by adding two belts, right? Right. Let's just make the IC belt cool again by making it the SmackDown belt. And we can, they can adjust this later, but for now, I don't know. That's how I see it. Uh, cool. So, Does that mean for you in Raw that- And Maurice comes with a Miz, by the way. I, right. I would imagine like valets, <laughs> yeah, though, managers. Yeah, even though on, on Raw last week, JBL was like, Maurice might get drafted somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, like, he just didn't like read Maurice the rules. is going to be draftable. She's not a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Why would a valet not come with the talent? Could I you imagine like too, even like in Hollywood, if you could- get into a movie but they say your agent can't be in, like involved like he's just that that's just a party to a wrestler you know yeah definitely okay uh it doesn't make sense yeah all right cool so uh great then i went back to raw i chose usos just to get uh you know i mean look i don't like the usos right but they're pretty over with the crowd and they're like i'm trying to build this the tag division on raw and then that plays into my SmackDown, which is build the cool tag division on SmackDown. So then I chose Enzo and Cass on no. SmackDown because they're new, plus the possibilities of them splitting apart or turning on each other, whatever whatever is going to happen with them. And Cass, I think, could thrive as a single on my SmackDown show because he's big. Right. <laughs> you know what I and mean? He, and he had it, you know, when, uh, when um, Enzo was uh, hurt, he really acquitted himself pretty well. Like yeah. in those couple weeks, he uh, he he did better than I thought he'd do as a solo. Yeah. Um. Cool. So all right, now the rest of the picks start getting like, starts being like we're splitting hairs here because it's like we're already you know I, I, it, you could switch with their spots easy and it wouldn't matter as but much. Just read them out though. I want to hear these. Yeah. I just want to hear these full rosters. No, we will. So then ten. Uh. uh so Enzo Cass. Then we go to to Raw. Sasha Banks. Obviously the boss. Right. Then we go back to SmackDown. Dolph Ziggler. Mm. Dolph Ziggler is going to have a big career on my SmackDown. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler is going to be. This is where we. Re- this is where we truly respect the art of wrestling. Yeah. On SmackDown, and Ziggler, I feel like can really like have a nice last push to 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 Twilight in his career. You got a, a lot of great matchups where Ziggler is going to be winning big matches, and I think you he'll, he'll go over big with the crowd. Okay. Cool. Two picks on Raw. Chris Jericho and Paige. Just got to choose the women, and uh, Paige is pretty good. Jericho, you got to respect Jericho. I mean, he's Jericho. Right. I didn't see him on my SmackDown show. By the way, I'm leaning towards being, I'm way more excited about my SmackDown show. <laughs> it's very apparent. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're more excited about SmackDown. Well, I just think, but think about the lineup on Raw. It's a really exciting lineup. Yeah. But SmackDown is like, oh, these are upcoming guys. And also that hits into my other element here, which is that I think guys could graduate from SmackDown to Raw. Like, I still see it as as if Raw is the marquee show, then we have to recognize that so it actually is. So are you saying is. like A, double A, triple A, with next being triple A? It's not really called that, but there is a thing where it's like, hey, we can pull a guy who's hot, the IC champion of SmackDown, and put him up against Seth Rollins. For the belt at a point. Right. Okay, I got And you. then they ride the SmackDown fan base. That's the other thing. I see a split fan base. Yeah. 
Okay. So then, all right, now I'll quickly read through them all. So then we go back. We choose Sami Zayn on SmackDown, obviously, based on my show. And then we go back. We choose Del Rio on Raw. Uh, then I go back, and then here's a hot pick, Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. Yeah. Obviously, he's being drafted. There's no question there. That's my second NXT pick. Then we go back to Raw, and we take Bailey on Raw. Time yeah. to bring her up. And also the, the female division I have all on Raw, so she has to go there. She's obviously ready. Uh, then we go back to SmackDown, Cesaro. Obviously, he belongs on my SmackDown show because yeah. he's a guy who's just an incredible worker, has a lot of uh, possibility to do good things on that show. Then we go to double pick. I choose Luke Harper and Eric Rowan as the double pick. Okay. To round out the Wyatts. Right, because they put them on as solos. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then we go back to SmackDown. We take American Alpha. Yep. Who, you know. They're great. Incredible. Those guys just come and make a big hit right away. Uh, I'm second guessing that. Maybe they should went to Raw and just win the belts right away. Those maybe feel like the guys to take the belt off of New Day. Yeah. But it's that's face on face. But that's okay because we can build them as cool on SmackDown before they take the belt. And I'm talking about double duty for the right. for the tag belt. All right. Then the rest of this stuff, yeah, cool. So we go back, Baron Corbin on Raw because he already feels like a Raw guy to me. Even yeah, he's, he's working new. Raw style <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already pretty boring. And then we go Neville on SmackDown. And that'll be his return. Yep. I don't know if he's healthy, but he is on the draft He's list. been coming around, so yeah. I think he must be close. Braun Strowman on Raw. Round out the Wyatts. I don't want to break up the Wyatts. I, I like the Wyatts together. Yep. You might. Then we go back to SmackDown. Apollo Crews is our last pick for SmackDown. Then we go back to Raw. We choose Nia Jax. Nice. Bring her up. And then... The last pick for Raw, and my last pick is D. McCain or Mark Henry or Big Show. <laughs> They're all meat, interchangeable. Yeah. So, cool. So, that is that is how I – that is that is my fan – remember what this is. This is how what I would think is cool. Absolutely. Is that I'm taking SmackDown. I'm taking a lot of guys who are – they're older. We think they're new because they're new to WWE and they're new to doing being over with the crowd. But like AJ Styles is 38 years old. You know, uh, Cesaro's 36 years old. Sami Zayn is like probably 33 years old. It reminds me a lot of when I uh, came to WCW back in the 90s and like Scott and Kevin were already in like the last stage, but they were considered so cool and fresh. Right. But yeah, these guys, their bodies they only have a few years. Yeah, yeah, Jericho couldn't get over in WCW, like or he, he the crowd liked him, but yeah. there was no space for him to get the belt because it was like Hulk Hogan's holding the belt. Oh yeah, I mean it was a crushing when those guys left. Uh, you know when it was I think was it Jericho, Malenko, Guerrero, and uh, was it Saturn who was the fourth one who all came up at the same time? Yeah, um, I, I think so. You totally got it. I mean, backstage, you're like, yeah, these guys have to do something yeah. desperate, you know. But it um, worked. But so, how do you feel about my roster? Feel free to blast it. I um, one, I feel like, yeah, you like you. And remember, I don't think this will happen. I just want to call that out. That, sure. I think it was going to be veer far from this. We're not prognosticating. The, also, the reason I think I did this, like, I don't want Raw and SmackDown to just be like the same show. That I think is going to be that that to me I, I don't like. So I was like, I'm going to make very different shows, blatantly. Yeah, cool. Uh, I would say that I feel like, which you admitted yourself, like there's a certain like I feel like Raw needs some fresh paint too. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it does have to kind of be the standard bearer, and we have you already have fans, so you don't want to deviate too much, but definitely. Um, 
you know, your your enthusiasm for SmackDown compared to your enthusiasm for Raw kind of speaks to maybe a status quo on Raw a little bit. Is that, that fair? That is fair. That is definitely fair. I just feel like I have no excuse for that. No, it's, <laughs> this, is your dream. this is your dream. I have no excuse for that Live except your dream. for the fact that these guys need to be pushed fast. And SmackDown, I'm following Daniel Bryan's vision, and he is the GM, and that's how they're trying to push SmackDown hard. Raw can coast for a little bit on Seth Rollins, yeah. Charlotte, the New Day. Like I gave them amazing talents who are in their prime who can battle each other until it's a little stale. And then, hey, at that point, you got AJ Styles, who's the champion of SmackDown, who's just like invades Raw. Right. You know, I think you could do some really cool things. But uh, do we both agree, though, that there should be some like you can have a champion defend on both? Uh, but I don't want to see full out. NWO versus WWE too early. I think you got to let these brands sort of incubate, and like when that happens, it's like we've built the tension for it. We've earned right. it, yeah. Because I but think that's last also time why was too you, much. I don't want. The, how do you feel about the belt situation? And well, we should yeah. maybe get just get into yours, okay. because uh, that I feel like will I have a, tie into, and we can comment on mine while we go through yours. But and but right away. What was your situation with belts? Did you assume that we're going to get new belts? Um, here, here was my opinion. The only belt that was going to travel was the World Championship. Um, right. I do have a different version of some belts, and I did uh, exclusively put tag teams on Raw and women on SmackDown so that I felt like those divisions should just be left alone. But that all builds. What I want to do before I read my picks is just talk about a few simple booking philosophy bullets Love for it. each brand. Get okay? into it. This is so nerdy. Make me look I, bad. I'm having a nerdgasm over here. I never get I to do anything like and this. And you have a printout? I do. So for me, when you take Raw, okay, uh, I want to keep the fundamentals of it. And I do feel like this is the sports entertainment model show. So a lot of things you'll see that we talk about are very similar. So this is a brand where I want to see a continued exploration of maybe more of the soap opera stuff. From a booking perspective, very specifically, I'm going off group dynamic. Like with SmackDown, I'm focusing more on the individual, more of a, which I'll talk about in a second. But for Raw, we're going to see stories built through friendships, alliances, like um, singles and tags. Like they have relationships, whether they travel together all the time or not. Yeah. We're still, because I feel like that tends to speak to soap opera style storytelling. And that doesn't mean like necessarily like with what we saw with Raw, it's just a bunch of groups always fighting because that's always a mistake. It's about can we sort of create dynamics within groups so that they can have feuds within themselves. So that's kind of my approach there. And um, on SmackDown, I want to actually do like super next. So I'm not too far from you. Like I want to take yeah. a UFC style approach. I think Daniel Bryan is this sort of credible competitor. Like I would move the announce booth, for instance, up onto the uh, near the entrance with a rotating uh, platform so they can actually turn around and like talk about segments with the crowd behind them. Yeah. Kind of like real sports, like more credible referees uh, actually talking about things like who's in brackets, who's moving ahead, like a real sense that wins and losses matter, yeah. more clean finishes. Um, also, this is controversial, Dan. Yeah. Just I, maybe not. Um, I want to take out all. Don't do it, man. We're um, living in a sensitive age right now. Don't, think, this is politically. Think about your words I don't know right if now. this is politically correct. I don't know if you. Yeah, I don't know if you want to get as controversial. Uh, you know, as like addressing the difference between raw people and SmackDown people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm taking out from SmackDown all fly on the wall backstage segments. 
all that idea of just these dramas have like everything needs to be approached from like this is uh this is combat this is wrestling in the sense of like we do interviews we do you know press conferences like we can create those on smackdown. moments on smackdown i 100% agree that's also part of part of my vision even though i didn't get into it is, is similar to you, is is it's going to hit into that like pwg yeah NXT is similar to that, like although NXT does some backstage stuff, yeah, they do some fly on the wall stuff, which I think they should because I think they they're a feeder for both brands, right? But like I want to see twenty four seven segments, like real deep, yeah, singular see character them training, yeah, more training stuff, yeah. yeah Last yeah. two points, it. and then because I'll I'll be able to go through much faster. Last two points is I do want to take something like the Intercontinental Belt, and I've always wanted uh, to see like a combat slash strong style belt. Like, if this is where people are really competing and the best athletes can shine, I want to bring rounds. I want to have something that has rounds, which I think is one of the least. Wow. Rounds provide a type of storytelling in wrestling that we don't see anymore. Because then you have the story of the match, and then you have the story of the corner. Like That's big. That's bold. Right. And also, just imagine in that Japanese style, too, guys coming out with their friend, like their friends, they have corner people like that. We're going to have think of the drama you can create, you know, the club in the corner. Right. And so and is there problems there? Like, so are we watching uh, people turning on a guy when they need him in the corner, this and that? Or, you know, like does someone want to throw in a tap? Like you can create matches from that. But also, I think we have such I'm going to also have a lot of real wrestling talent on my Smackdown. And then the last thing I will say about SmackDown is I think they should have a very tight relationship with Next. I think stories come out of a guy like uh, Daniel Bryan going down and scouting or maybe a guy like um, Zack Ryder, who isn't in my top picks, being sent back to Next because he's not like make it a story that he sort of lost his footing and he has to go fight with these sharks, you know, like that their relationship between next and SmackDown is very intimate. Yeah. And we play for story. So, okay, let me go through my, that's great. You got really into the, uh, I lost my weekend. You fucker. Yeah. yeah I lost yeah, my weekend yeah. because of you. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, you got very into the, like the feel of the show and the format yeah. of the show, which is great. I kind of was like, all right, what's the talent? And then had a general vision of it. That's great. That's a great, right. that's a great approach to it. Well, I want, to I'll start steal there. that for next draft. <laughs> so, okay, starting with Raw, first, um, I'm right with you, Seth Rollins. Yeah, number one I pick. could not be a bigger Seth Rollins fan. The greatest wrestler in the company. Best wrestler in the company. Best wrestler, best heat. He's Everything. playing a heel the best way. Uh, coming over to SmackDown, I went with Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Assuming he has the title and also feeling like Dean Ambrose is a good, like, maybe, look, is he... The best technical guy, no, but he's a good storyteller. I think he's a horrible worker. Like yeah. I really, I, I, I agree with yeah. you, but I think he can tell a story, and I think he can work with good workers. Definitely, hundred um, percent. Coming back to Raw, John Cena, I was right with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he same is one and two pick. How do you not do that? And uh, but with SmackDown, my second pick, considering this idea of like UFC approach, yeah, Brock Lesnar. Right off cool. the bat, like this sort of battle of like, okay, this is our big name, and imagining sort of creating more of that. Brock thrives in the UFC. I mean, he's amazing in WWE. Yeah. But when you put him in that, so coming back to Raw, my two picks were New Day and yeah. Roman Reigns. Okay. This is pretty similar so far. So far. It starts to, to uh, go, uh, I wouldn't say south. <laughs> like, <laughs> it starts to go south, yeah. Um, we start disagreeing with <laughs> each other. I want to believe in my picks. It's going to uh, get ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, coming back to SmackDown, third pick, Charlotte. So I went very high with the ladies' division, too. You put them on SmackDown. All on SmackDown. When I look at stuff like 
Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm, like stuff happening in UFC. Yeah. I think the women need a year of that kind of presentation. We need to get away from the WWE divas idea of caddy girls fighting. Sure. Get people respecting because we've got some real talent. Like we've got the best female wrestlers in history right now. Right. So I want to double down on that. And Daniel Bryan also being the perfect GM to sort of foster that in. So- sure. I just felt like if you if you put the females on SmackDown, then you're kind of like you're you're saying that it's it's less than like you know they're already acknowledging that it's not the marquee show. So if you put the female belt on the second rate show. It just feels like reverse progress, but I see what you're saying. And also, I just feel like people yeah. aren't smart enough to handle that. I'm, I want to commit to at least a th- um, almost a third of the show being women. Like, we commit to cool. that for six months. Like, not just one female match a show, at least two. At least two full segments Definitely. and at least one interview segment. So then coming back to Raw, my we next— love women on the cow. Uh, next pick is AJ Styles. I'm also. I actually met AJ when he was, I think, like 20 years old. Yeah. Because uh, he was just kind of at NWA Wildside and coming around WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer. Uh, you know, I don't love his promo skills, but I think he is such an artist in the ring. You can't go wrong. With I'm that liking guy. his promo skills. Uh, well, lately he's at least he's having better. fun. The hashtag, the beat up John Cena stuff was real good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um. So then coming back to SmackDown, Shinsuke Nakamura, way up. Yeah. You know, just to sort of sell this idea of. Uh, performance and the best wrestlers. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Shinsuke fan, but I know everyone loves him. I'm very much in the minority. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think yeah. he's great. I, you know what? And also, also he's not super body sexy. Let's be honest, Dan. He's just got a regular well, that's, body. That's one of my major problems. <laughs> 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 and what else, Alexis? What's the other problem with Shinsuke? Red pants. She doesn't like. I don't like the garbage <laughs> pants. Like you don't like the red pants. I think they're so flashy. <laughs> well, I, the color I didn't mind. Alexis added that I didn't like the red, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't like the fit of the pants. Yeah. Well, I, he doesn't have much of a leg. I think there's no. Yeah. There's no upside pants for him. Yeah. Yeah. I know. He needs to be. He needs to work on his squat game. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> well, I'm not. Gonna, you should do some this old. is every one of your. I've listened <laughs> to a bunch of these. Ten minutes of every podcast is about ways guys could have better bodies. I, I want to break that. Yeah. Yeah. Today. Well. um you're right. I have no argument. Um, it's but, disgusting. Back to the Raw roster, <laughs> and here's where we really start to part ways. Yeah, yeah. Love uh, it. Samoa Joe. I'm taking the champ from next. Um, it's all in. He is, yeah. yeah, could he survive and thrive on SmackDown with both of our vision of the show? But he has Did you that. put him on Raw? I put him on Raw. And I'll, t- I, I'll tell you why, too, because um, I've got an idea for an angle. I think Usos, Roman, and Joe is my first angle for Joe. This idea of the fallen Roman Reigns mm-hmm. and Joe coming in and maybe Roman looking for friends in a locker room that doesn't want to have friends and Joe wanting <laughs> yeah. to be his own man. Man, you really did lose your weekend. I lost. I love it. That's my great. My girlfriend is it. furious at me. <laughs> I'm no, these are half jokes. Um, so coming back, uh, Randy Orton next for SmackDown for me. Oh, we both put him on SmackDown. Pretty yeah. similar spot. Too. I agree with you. Fresh matchups, and he's a great worker. I mean, he's he, a great worker when he's working with is great amazing. people. Yeah. But if you put Randy Orton versus Brock versus like Brock, that that match, I don't think will be good. Yeah, i I think uh, I think he needs a guy who's going to make him look good. But if he has that guy, his timing is as good as anyone's. Right. Uh, so now coming back to, uh, I think I'm at double choice for Raw roster at this point. So uh, I'm going to go with Finn Balor. On Thin Baller. On Raw. On Raw. Ooh. I'm putting my Bullet Club on Raw. Um, and the Wait, Miz. you put AJ on Raw? Uh, 
Yeah, AJ's oh, I thought Raw was on SmackDown I'm, for you. Well, this is I my AJ was remember. This is my stables alliance. So I'm gonna Bullet Club's gonna get pushed to the moon as the group that's bullying everyone. In at least in my version. Um, so that's Finn Balor and The Miz uh, coming back to SmackDown. Asuka. I'm bringing in Asuka. So very early, two female champions being repped to sort of send that message like. We are going to really take this. So you're seriously. just ripping the belts away from NXT. I am gutting that place like a fish. Yeah. <laughs> I am like WWE and ECW when they wow. basically came in and just like took the bottom. Yeah. Oh, um, I forgot to say, uh, my 16th pick for SmackDown is Broken Matt Hardy. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you mean? Oh, Final Deletion. Oh, my yeah, heart. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, I, I, I couldn't have loved it more. Yeah, honestly. it was so great. It was so goofy. Coming back to Raw roster to continue with the tag teams, I'm with you, Enzo and Cass. Yeah. They're hot as uh, – they couldn't be hotter right now. Um, then Kevin Owens and SmackDown for me. Uh, back to Raw roster, Rusev. Uh, I have Rusev up here. Um, I oh, have, I skipped Rusev. Yeah, he, you didn't put him in. No, I did. I picked him. I don't know. I just must have skipped him when I was going back and forth. But Rusev, I had – this was part of my thing. I had him on SmackDown. I said, bring the U.S. title over, right, and then have the U.S. title and the IC belt be the belts of SmackDown, and then you have the floating tag belt. Yep. That was sorry, that was part of it. It was like make IC boost the IC belt and U.S. title because we've seen how big the U.S. title can be. Oh yeah, if it's the right guy and the right backing, right. You know, so you had the champion, you had the women's belt, the championship. Sorry, all right. I know I'm interrupting yours, but I don't know why I skipped Rusev because that was something where I switched it. I had Rusev on Raw, and I was like, nah, bring him over here because Rusev's also a great worker. And Amazing. Put him against. I mean, there's some really awesome matchups. Yeah, and I think a lot of times too, like a guy like Rusev with a slightly smaller competitor, like I see. I mean, he'll just do amazing stuff because he can sell and he's flexible. And yeah, I had him as my number seven pick on SmackDown. I don't want to. I don't want to, especially this close to his wedding. I don't want to uh, <laughs> discredit the Bulgarian wedding. Um, SmackDown roster next pick is Cesaro. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Um, he's like the most obvious SmackDown pick. Like yeah, he's like, got going to SmackDown. <laughs> he he's got the size. So you know, for those people who still need the credibility of size, he has it. But he's just the best worker. Back to Raw. This is my double pick, and it's. Sami Zayn and Alberto Del Rio. So, again, Sami, I put, I wanted to get him away from Kevin Owens. I feel like they have beat that up. And also, when you have a brand with group dynamics, having an underdog by himself like Sami Zayn, I think that's, you can thrive. Like, if we feel like he's all by himself, we will back him. And I really feel like he could be top three matches of the card if he's just treated right. I'm just a huge fan of his. Okay. Um, That's a great, that that is an interesting take on Sami Zayn is like if he is the Daniel Bryan of Raw or something. I'm trying to set him up to be like he should be on the other brand but now he's got to make it work in this world. Um, Coming back to SmackDown, uh, Bray Wyatt. And real quick as I say, I'm breaking up um, the The Wyatts. The Wyatts. I'm breaking them up. Uh, I just feel like you know what? Uh, It's cried wolf stuff. Like how many times can you say like I'm gonna end the world, and then like yeah. nothing happens, or That's someone gets hit with booking, a pipe. Yeah. I feel like Not the Wyatts. I'm like, I, I still feel like Bray Wyatt when he was by himself. It felt like it didn't work when yeah. he was. And those other guys especially sucked without him. Well, what I'm hoping happens with Daniel Bryan at the top of SmackDown. For me, the two sort of pushing against authority relationships are. Randy Orton, who wants to be treated like a raw star. So the natural thing for Randy Orton, he wants better treatment. Daniel Bryan's like, everyone starts from the bottom. Everyone has to prove themselves. And then Bray being so divisive and working behind the scenes in a brand that's supposed to be about the wrestling, that's a natural sort of thing for him to sort of, how does he use his mentality in a brand 
that's more about the product in the ring. So I feel right. like you can work that really, especially with a baby face like Daniel Bryan at the head. Interesting. It's uh, interesting we both saw Randy Orton as big players in our alt SmackDown show. Yeah, I no, was like, yeah. He, he's, I think he could do what Chris Jericho's like kind of trying to do him, but we're not believing in Jericho. Like, I, I he's, think that's straight he's on. more of like a comedy act, but Orton can come in and act like the diva who deserves everything, like the face of the company angle that he's played before, but he does it on the indie show, and they're like, yo, fuck off, Randy Orton. It's, such a, it's a fresh thing we have not seen from him before. In fact, every time he acts like that, he usually has a GM that is saying, yeah, you're right. Right. You know. So now coming back to the Raw roster, uh, Gallows and Anderson. So I finished the Bullet Club there. Yeah. Gotta have those guys together. Coming back to SmackDown, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Awesome. Um, Raw roster, uh, Barry Corbin. Barry Corbin. Uh, it's so tough for me with Barry Corbin. And yeah, yeah. for me. Do you I, call him Barry <laughs> all the time? Well, yeah. Just me and Barry. Yeah. Um, Barry. Uh, Barry. Barry. How do you say it? Baron. It's Baron? It's Baron Corbin. I, you know what? I care so little about him. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, trust me. He's very forgettable. The lone wolf. I was, uh, he should be a lone uh, wolf like in the closet by himself. Like, I feel like there might be, stinks. with Gallows and Strowman, and Le- no, not Gallows, I'm sorry, with um, Harper and Strowman, and like, I think there's a story for him here with the lost members of the Wyatts. Like this idea of like, he kind of has that Wyatt feel to him. He should join the Wyatts. Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe even without like... You know, it's this idea of like when Manson went to jail, what happens to the Manson family? Right. Like they just haven't played it right. They just kind of threw him away. But like when you don't have your leader, what do you do? I think there's a real unpredictable raw type story. Interesting. There. Interesting. Um, coming I like ba- that. Coming back, we've got Chris Jericho on SmackDown. Back to Raw roster. I'm going with Apollo Cruz and Darren Young. I um I know he's green. Yeah. Uh, but I but I feel like there's something there, and like I think we have to. You know they're giving him opportunities right now on Raw, so let's not waste that. We're he's being pushed, like by not having him in the top fifteen or twenty. Sure. Um, back to SmackDown, Bailey. I'm right with you on that. Yeah, I love Bailey. But yeah, yeah, she's obviously coming up. Uh, Raw roster, uh, American Alpha. Yeah, Bring these there. guys are gonna do big things. They're gonna. In fact, Gable, I think, is gonna be one of the biggest talents in the company at some point. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he's gonna be the new Kurt Angle. Obviously, that's like the you know. The obvious comparison, or yeah. do you see Jason Jordan as the bigger talent? You know, I'm trying to think in terms of because I don't always think it's just the in-ring product. You know, like I don't always think it's who seems most dominant in the ring. And I'm like, who's going to have that Shawn Michaels quality of like when they're broken free? Yeah, can really connect. And I don't know yet. They're so good as a unit right now. I yeah. don't. I don't see either connecting more. But uh, I, I just I don't know what it is. I have this amazing feeling about Gable, except for that he's very small. Yeah, but he, but he's got that sort of but he's built wide that like pepper Kurt Angle. and intensity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up for me, oh, you talk about pepper and intensity. And I went for his, his traps. Yeah, it's a very, <laughs> some of his laps. A very clear pattern of behavior. <laughs> like, he's got that intensity. I was like, hey, you know, his pecs are wide. He's yoked. <laughs> um, I love it. Next up for me on SmackDown, Becky Lynch. Um, yeah, I didn't draft her, but uh, that's fine because she's just. I had the women's division in one area, and I, she's cooled down a lot for me. I also think she needs a rebrand. I I agree that, uh, but I feel like that's just because they don't know how to book the women right now. I mean, yeah. in terms of working, I mean, obviously, there, she, I wouldn't say she's she I, she's a very solid worker who can carry. Um, I'm just a big fan of hers. Yeah. Um, Raw roster, uh, the Uzos. Yeah. Uh, Stink. SmackDown, uh, Neville. I'm with you. Like you put a guy like that with a uh, Shinsuke or Randy Orton or yeah. Kevin Owens. Um, in, my, in my SmackDown show, Neville can do some big things. I, 
The crowd wants it. Yeah. The crowd wants this guy to succeed. Uh, back to Raw roster. Uh, f- I think it's finishing up with Sheamus and Braun Strowman. Two big sure. guys. Yeah, um, I should have put Sheamus in that 20 spot. It's tough, though. They've, they've Although I might put Sheamus on SmackDown. He might be a guy It's like, all right, we get some establishment in the, in there. I might, right. I might add him, too. It's it's so hard to watch because he had such a hot run. Yeah. He clearly can connect. He clearly can be the guy. And it's just like they just don't know what to do with this guy. I, I like Sheamus. I think when he had the belt, he was really funny. Yeah. And he was a really good heel. He's charming. They, like, they didn't even lean into that whole – the. League of Nations thing at all, and it was clearly because they were having like in b- between them didn't enjoy it. I, I totally agree. They didn't like New Day ran with it. They're like, "You're the New Day," and they're like, "Awesome, let's do it." They were like League of Nations, and you know, then like, you know, he quit. Uh, ba- uh you know, Wade Barrett. Barrett. Yeah, they just clearly felt like it was a demotion, and and like we see. It. In fact, I listened to your uh, interview with uh, Damian Sandow. What's his actual name? Oh, Aaron Stevens. Aaron Stevens. And you know That's actually not his real name. That's his new work name. So he's yeah. like six work names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh but like there's a guy who says, All right, I'm gonna take an opportunity and seize it. Yeah. And I think those guys felt like it was a demotion, which is just dumb. It's like go have fun with it. Yeah. Go be big. There's a lot of it. guys with too much pride and it got in the yeah. way there. Always all of them. Pride like, always came in the way. off, you know wrestling John Cena at Mania and then he's like just a stooge yeah. and he just he didn't see that as an opportunity whereas like Sandow always did but Sandow did get let go for it you know you know he you know well you know you said like why not pipe bomb but the fact is is you can be original for only so long in a wrestling company right. before they're like well that's not our idea like so either yeah. you get to the heights where they can't touch you oh and lastly I have one more smackdown pick yeah. which is Dolph Ziggler um I too feel like Wasted, wasted, wasted. The guy's so good. Yeah. And, uh, he just needs, in this sort of setup, I think we both have for SmackDown. Um, and also, I think the idea of like, you know, I've met him a couple times. I know you know him. Yeah. Um, he's super interesting. He's funny. He's charming. So if we can focus, him, focus him as an individual, like 24 7 stuff, interviews, go deeper, I think his charm, his natural charm is going to shine and people are going to root for him more. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's very, you know, obviously on a personal level, it's frustrating because I really like the guy and I feel like they misuse him like crazy. And then also, whenever he gets a chance, it's like not the right way. They give him the microphone and it's like, and you're like, oh man, just let him. Don't you feel like, though, there, there are times, and probably because of frustration, when I've spoken with him and it's been very briefly, anytime I meet someone, I like them. I'm like, you could get over. Anyone you meet that yeah. you like can get over. And sometimes I feel like there's a presentation with Dolph yeah. of how he thinks a wrestler should act. Just right. like almost with like what we do, a stand-up who's acting like a stand-up right. or an improviser is acting like an improviser. And it's like, but you're already pretty you're, – Yeah, yeah, you're a great too much guy. character. Too much character. Yeah, Scrub I, it down. I, I, I definitely agree. I think like just from knowing on a personal level, he can get over just being a little more honest up there. But I also don't know where they pull him. You know, I know he has a lot of frustration with creative. Like, yeah. you know, you read it in the sheets and stuff. So, like you know, and they're they're, they're always. If it, also, if you don't foster, if you don't tell a talent you believe in them, they get in their head and they start doing what you think they're supposed to do, as opposed to just being themselves. Right. No. I, so I think he's like might be a you know. And look, this is not from him saying it to me. This is just literally like, if I had to guess. But yeah. So let's get into so so our shows. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like they're very different. You have a. It seems like you leaned more into. Splitting up the uh, like having SmackDown feel like a different show. Absolutely, but I the rosters are like kind of just like split talent on both sides, and the divisions are split. The the tag tag division split, yeah. and the women's division are on two different shows. Well, when you think about Raw, two three fucking hours is so much. So for me, 
putting tag teams there or, you know, having, like I said, alliances, six-man matches. Like, yeah. for me on uh, the SmackDown brand, two hours, you can have a really, which we've learned from Next, Yeah, you can have a really tight show, focus on singles. And also, I think, I didn't mention this, every... Uh, since the champion roves back and forth between brands, he'll take on a Raw challenger right. and a SmackDown. You start to do like you four are up for this match. Like you four are our top four contenders. Yeah. Then you can have fun with you know three way dances and tornado. Like you can start to throw in matches that yeah. mix differently. But two hours, you don't need all that pomp. You don't need a twelve man match on a two hour show. It, right. it, it eats up too much time. No, definitely not. I'm thinking we're gonna have more. We're going to have more, and I like the clean finish idea. I have more clean finishes yep. and just like, you know, matches. Uh, yeah, cool. So, uh, well, clearly I was right and you were wrong. I, I chose the better I feel like I chose if the you better listen card. to this, and so I, I think, make such a good, solid, clean argument. Yeah, I know. And look, I got called <laughs> out for my sloppiness by it's the engineer hard. who. Can supposed we, to be helping me. Can supposed we get to be an that, advocate for my voice? Can we get and, that online? Just a pic. Can we get a picture of my sheet? Yeah, I and think a picture we're gonna, of Dan's definitely. sheet. Definitely, we're gonna post. So sheet. you know, so when you're deciding who is more prepared. Yeah, we want to hear from you guys. That's a great thing. Who who do, who's raw? I mean, whose whose roster was more than what you want to see? <laughs> Way more charted out and plotted and methodical. Do you think we'll be close? Do you think either of us will be even close? Here's what I think. Is that I? Th this is what I've been like pushing for a while. Something like this, and I think that I would have said no chance in hell uh, before they chose Daniel Bryan. Right. When they chose Daniel Bryan, and then uh, when they chose Daniel Bryan, I was like, oh, maybe he's gonna be like, uh, maybe they're gonna go for it. Maybe they're gonna recognize with this cruiserweight classic, with Triple H having a big voice there and being an advocate for indie wrestling. Maybe they're gonna be like, let's make, let's make. SmackDown, a show for real wrestling fans, not yeah. people who want to see just an entertainment show. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll do it, and that's kind of what how I, I painted so. it. I'm not not to say that you didn't paint it like that, I'd but say, I, I'd I say I painted it even more like that. Well, hot take, how so? Because now I'm literally saying like we are presenting this like a sporting event. Like I think I'm saying even more that the in ring product. And sort of the presentation's even more important than yeah. you. Uh, yeah. All right. I Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I also thought the SmackDown look should be totally different and should also feel more like a, like toned down. I think you should maybe even bring back the metal rails in front of the, the oh, crowd. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, think you I, should, I love the metal rails. Yeah, yeah. I think we should go back to like, so it feels a little more like basement-y. Little more indie. See, and it's like, I want it more like UFC ish. Like, I still want production value, but less splash. Right. Like, I don't want it to feel like uh, Next's slightly older brother. I want it to feel like uh, what Next aspires to be. Sweet. You know? Yeah. All right. So, last thing. This is the last thing. We're just going to go. And you, you let us know which card you, which roster you like better. I know you're going to choose me because I'm the host. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's just run through. We got Battleground this weekend. Okay. Let's just run through quick predictions. We don't need to get too into it because we're going over time. But let's just let's run through it. Alexis, run us down the card. Uh, so it's let's do the women first. Sure. We've got Sasha Banks uh, and a mystery guest versus Charlotte and Dana Brooke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who's the mystery guest? You think? 
I, I think it might be with the draft happening and stuff might like that. Might be Bailey. That. Might be Bailey. Oh, yeah, it might be Bailey. Cool. I don't care who wins that match. I don't think it matters. Uh, it's going uh, to be Sasha more Bailey, to set up. Dana Brooks takes Summer the fall. SummerSlam is yeah. Charlotte, yeah. Sasha Banks, clearly. So it's just good. whatever it's going to do is going to set that up. So, yeah. yeah, probably let's go Sasha. I think Sasha needs to get over more than Charlotte right now. I, totally. I'm with you. I think that's the that's Yeah, the cool. Next. All right. Uh, <laughs> the New Day versus the Wyatts. Ooh. Uh, I don't think it's. I think New Day will retain, which is like. I mean, Bray needs a win, like real bad. Yeah, I'm trying I to figure think, out. I, I think it's New Day also because they're clearly hotter. But boy, I think they're, they're gonna, gonna they, crush the wild. Yeah, it's gonna be. I think New Day is gonna win, but I think they'll set up for their SummerSlam match, and then I think that match. So post match, just maybe decimation. But New the Wyatt yeah. could win the tag belts at SummerSlam, but it won't happen now. No, I agree. Yeah, next. Uh, Rusev versus Zack Ryder. Uh, Rusev retained. They're making Rusev look real strong. Yeah, and they've just been setting him up with a series of guys just to make him look yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're just building Rusev back up, which is great because Rusev has a lot of ability and built like no other man I've ever seen oh, in my amazing. life. And build matters a lot. Yep. Uh, the Miz versus Darren Young. Uh, Miz will win, but he will schmazz. Yeah, I'm thinking Miz wins, but I don't think this is over yet. No, I don't think so. I think Darren Young's going to look good. They're giving him a push. He's yeah. going to look good. Maurice is going to be the reason. Maurice, Maurice is going to beat up Bob Backlund or something, and then it's going to be a yes, dirty finish. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely not going to be clean. Yeah. Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Oh, uh, Becky Lynch. Clean win. You think Becky Lynch clean win? Over Natalia? Yeah, yeah. It all depends on what do you think's next for. Yeah, I guess you need a baby. They're they trying gotta to get Becky Lynch back in the mix here. Yeah, that's true. And Talia had a little nice little baby. She had, run, yeah, know. she had the chance. They're not getting behind her. Uh, it's Cena, Enzo, and Cass versus the club. Oh, um, uh, I mean, I think, I think the club. Gonna, I think yeah. I mean, I think Enzo they, takes sh- the- they should let the club win because going into SmackDown, uh, going into SummerSlam, they're clearly gonna have Cena go over AJ, which is annoying. But right. I think that. Um, and maybe we have Finn interrupt, and that's how it happens, you know, because Finn will be, be drafted yeah. by this point. But I think that uh, coming off Cena coming off two dirty losses to the club will set up a good match there, if that's happening. At yeah, I think too. At, at, at this point, they've set up enough in the Raws about they don't have teamwork. Like yeah. they've given them an excuse. Yeah. I think they should bloody Cena, like, real bad. They should yeah. beat him up to, like, a degree where he's, like, pissed. Like, fillet the skin off his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should. That's what they should do. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Oh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Oh, shit. That's tough. They're doing that again? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think think, uh, Kevin Owens, clean. I I think Sami. I think Sami Zayn. I think because they're going to be split on the brands, and they know Kevin can get his heat back. But Sami... It still as an underdog babyface probably needs. A I think something. Kevin Owens is going to have a big match at SummerSlam, uh, so I think that they'll go Kevin Owens and like build him up to actually have a SummerSlam match, and then Sami Zayn will be thrown into like a tag thing or like not even on the card. Ugh, so heartbreaking. Uh, Kevin Owens is one of my favorite wrestlers. I drafted him two on SmackDown. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's time to push him. He's not young. Yeah. All right, and the triple threat: uh, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns. And Seth Rollins. Ooh, Seth Rollins. Wow. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. This, uh, is, this is how this era is going to start with two brands. Seth Rollins is going to win yeah. clean. Uh, Over Roman, I think. Yeah. Because uh, what happens at SummerSlam? They do this match again? That's a great question. Because I don't know. Because I would think that they would save this match for SummerSlam. But we're he, but, but you know I don't think they're going to do some sort of um, cop out finish here. I think Roman's going to get punished. Yeah. Roman's going to take the pin, 
And uh, and then it's a great question. It's like also I'm so exhausted with Dean and Rollins because you know they had that run of great yeah. matches, but it's like they're not giving enough space for this to be interesting for me. Uh, here's something I do think that could happen: Rollins clean win, and then the next at SummerSlam, it's Rollins AJ Cena triple threat. Because oh, that's interesting. They've been teasing that on the I think uh, in house shows. Yeah, and you know uh, Rollins boy, and Cena have been Rollins and AJ have been wrestling each other a lot. And when you think about that Cena, um, Brock Lesnar, Rollins match, how amazing it was! You almost can sell it on, boy. The you know when these two, when Cena and uh, Rollins are in a match together, yeah. now throw in AJ, who's one of the best. Yeah, I could totally think you can sell that. Yeah, sweet. All right, well, let's wrap it up here, uh, Chad. Thanks for coming. We got to get you back in just to talk about WCW. Oh, I'd like, love to. That, I felt like we just hit the tip of the iceberg there. Uh, I know you have a story uh, about uh, dark story. You have a dark story about Kevin Nash that we will get out in a future episode. <laughs> if you rate and subscribe, you give us five stars. It matters to my self-esteem. Remember, I'm a husband. Okay, this is important. I need to feel good about myself to support my wife and my dog. All right, Chad, how can we find you on the uh, social media stuff? Uh, I am at Jetso Time, J-E-T-Z-O Time on Twitter. Awesome. Find me there. Great, cool. Anything else you want to plug? Um, oh, like my uh, like my comedy duo, Clown Act Jetzo, J E T Z O, on Facebook. Sweet. We play all over L A. and San Diego. Awesome. All right, cows. Follow us on Twitter at, at that's cows. It's sticking. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's a hot take. It's, it's bad because if I have female fans, I'm calling them cows, which does not <laughs> seem right. But it's progressive. Uh, so, no, no, Alexis doesn't like it. Uh, oh, no, I just don't think you have any female fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You went from uh, being the, to, uh, the helpful engineer to a real mean person. Anyway, so uh, f- uh, follow us on Twitter. It's at COW Podcast. And uh, check, remember to check out the Damien Sandow interview that's up there live now. And uh, tell your friends about the show and uh, keep watching wrestling. Bye. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.